0: This podcast episode was recorded live by Oncology Data Advisor and Convey Med at the 2022 ASH Annual Meeting in New Orleans. Welcome to Oncology Data Advisor. Today we're here at the ASH Annual Meeting, and I'm here with Dr. Jorge Cortez from Georgia Cancer Center. Thanks so much for joining today.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Great. Would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself and about what you do?
1: Uh, sure. My name is Jorge Cortez. I'm the director of the Georgia Cancer Center at Augusta University. I uh, my career has been about doing uh, clinical research in uh, hematological illness specifically in leukemias, uh, uh, acute and chronic leukemias, and uh, that's still what I'm uh, doing now. Great.
0: So I know you presented results this week about olutasidenib um, for relax- relapsed refractory IDH mutant acute myeloid leukemia. Do you like to tell us about the study and about the results? Uh,
1: certainly. The, um, the drug olutasidenib is an orally available uh, IDH1 inhibitor, and uh, What I presented today were the results of the Pivotal um, study that is part of a large uh, umbrella study that has multiple cohorts. But the one in question was patients with refractory relapsed acute myeloid leukemia with the IDH1 mutation. These patients were treated with single agent uh, olutocidinib. Um, I think it's important to mention that this drug was just very recently, about a week ago, Mm -hmm. approved by the FDA, and that was based on the results of this study that was presented here at the ASH uh, meeting. So, um, these patients, uh, again, were treated with uh, single-agent olutocidinib, and it's a continuous uh, administration. Um, The patient population was... uh, uh, older patients in general, uh, the median age was uh, 70, about a third were uh, re, uh, refractory to prior therapy, uh, and the others were uh, relapsed. Most of the relapse had occurred within the first 12 months, which is a uh, harder patient population to, to be treated. Um, I should mention that in this study, patients could not have received another IDH1 inhibitor. There's a separate cohort that's looking into that, but that's not included in these, in these results. And uh, what we saw were uh, very favorable uh, responses to this drug. Uh, The the response rate, CR uh, plus CRH, which was the primary endpoint, was 35%. But particularly attractive was the fact that uh, 32% were CRs. So there's only a a handful of CRH. uh, Most of these were CRs. Um, Also very attractive was the fact that the remission duration was very long. The median remission duration uh, was 28 months. That is very impressive uh, in the context of uh, other options that we have for this uh, uh, entity. Uh, if we include other responses, uh, CRIs and, and uh, morphological leukemia free and all of that, uh, the response rate goes to nearly 50%, so, so also very good. And, uh, and, and as you can imagine, the survival was very good with this uh, uh, approach. Uh, Of course, it's particularly good for patients who achieved a CR or CRH where the median survival has not been achieved, but even patients with other responses uh, had a a favorable uh, survival. Um, also very attractive is the fact that these patients became uh, transfusion independent. Um, nearly everybody who had the CR or CRH became transfusion, platelet and red cell transfusion independent if they were dependent before. But we also saw transfusion independence on patients with other responses. So that's also valuable. And then uh, finally, I'll just mention the safety, of a, a very well-tolerated drug, very minimal uh, 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 toxicity. Um, mostly grade 1 and grade 2, nausea and and some GI toxicity, but very minimal, nothing uh, exceeded 40% grade 1 or grade 2. There is differentiation syndrome, as we know, with these drugs, uh, but it was only about 15%. It was very manageable in most patients with interruptions and dose adjustments and and things like that. Um, We don't see QTC prolongation hardly at all. There's uh, about 8%. Only one patient had grade three or four, so it doesn't have QTC signal. Uh, there is some elevation of liver function test in about 20, 24% of the patients, uh, but they're mostly manageable with interruptions and those adjustments and, and things like that. So, uh, very there was only a patient or two who had to discontinue the treatment because of the liver function test abnormality. So I think that it's a very valuable new addition to the armamentarium. Of course, we have another IDH1 inhibitor, but because of the high CR rate and the very prolonged remission duration and the very good safety profile, it is a very welcome addition to this uh, field.
0: Fantastic. Fantastic. Um, anything else you'd like to share about either this, this, this study or other uh, results you've seen presented here?
1: Well, I, I think that the, uh, the good thing about this drug, we, we, because we have many other cohorts in combination and, mm-hmm. and in other settings, maintenance and so on, uh, this drug will, will very likely be able to be expanded in other fields as these results become available and, and be used in, in other settings. Of course, the approval right now is single agent in the refractory relapse, but I think it has a lot of life ahead of it, mm-hmm. uh, very valuable.
0: Great. It's very exciting. Well, thanks so much for sharing all this.
1: My pleasure. Thank you.
0: Thank you for listening to this podcast recorded live at the 2022 ASH Annual Meeting by Oncology Data Advisor and Convey Med. For more expert perspectives on the latest in cancer research and treatment, be sure to subscribe to the podcast at ConveyMed.io and Oncdata.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media for news, exclusive interviews, and more.